Um, do you guys want to hear something really funny? Nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Park Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a side. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. Are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? Right, sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Daniel, Trailer Park Podcast 65. 65. 60 fucking five, Daniel. That is. Now, Nathan, I know it being the 65th anniversary of the beginning of this show that you have something spectacular planned for tonight. Say cinco. No? 65. (laughs) And I know each and every one of you listening out there has been listening since the beginning, and we welcome you back. Well, you know, Daniel, I do have something significant planned tonight. I would actually call it something magnificent. Ooh. As in, our headliner tonight is magnificent, as is our lineup. In fact, this is probably one of the best lineups we've ever had on Trailer Park Podcast. (laughs) Not only one of the best lineups, but one of the best guest spots. Who's with us tonight, Nathan? A brand new fellow. We bring you Matthias. Matthias, say hello. What's up? Matthias comes to us to join us to, well, to join us in, in, in mocking... The intern. Daniel, where is the intern? Where is the intern? Amanda. Yes. Where is the intern? He's jerking off with his own tears. That's Ooh. correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly where he is. We don't know where he is. Um, this is the first time. Would you guys like to know the stats on this? Yeah, break it down, Nathan. This is the first time since episode 31 that the intern has not been with us. He is adding to his journal entries of betrayal. This is 33 consecutive episodes that he has been with us, and he has spurned us this evening to jerk off. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that I have refused to watch Dallas Buyers Club longer than the intern has been a part of the show? That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, recently before the episode started, we were talking some burdenless folks, and turns out Daniel has avoided watching Dallas Buyers Club since he selected it on Trailer Park Podcast episode 29. Uh, but the intern was on that episode. Oh, did he show up and then have a gap and then come back? I think so. Whoa. I thought I heard his voice when we were going back through 29 and figuring out when it happened. I thought I heard, you know, interny babble in the background (laughs) and then he shows up on a permanent basis in 32 31 forward 30 Mm -hmm. was an episode with uh myself obviously daniel and chelsea and amanda we watched aurora do you remember that (gasps) yes i remember that didn't i say like where did all this money come from or something like that and where did it go and where did it go (laughs) something like that and yes yeah he skipped he skipped around a bit um, but yeah, 31 forward. I've done I've done the research. 33 consecutive episodes, and here we are. No intern, and we don't know what to do with ourselves. Wait, did he leave us again? 
for a girl? Uh, well, I, I think this is actually employment related, but um, I don't In know. In the sex he, trade? He could be lying to me. He could be a liar. Really? What's the mortgage on that cardboard box Let's he's ask squatting him. in, in that trailer park? Let's ask Matthias. Matthias, uh, do you think that the intern is a lying sack of shit? Absolutely. Yeah. Without Let's a see, doubt in my mind. Is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have lying sack of shit and jerking off with his own tears. In a cardboard box. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's try to move forward, I guess. Um, Amanda, what do you know about number 65? The number 65? Yeah. Um, I know that you can retire at 65 here in the U.S. of A., uh, depending on how many years you've worked. Yeah, it's like a classic old people's go-to age. Yeah, you can for sure get the like discounted breakfast at Denny's. Oh, no doubt. You're 10 years past getting that. Oh, right. Um, but 65 feels like oh, you're, you're actually ready to go home and put your feet up. You've done your time. You've put in some good work. And uh, now you can just look at your old-ass wife and be gross together until you die. Yeah, or hit that retirement community and spread those STDs. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's what I have at 65. But did you know that 65 is about relationships and family? Oh, here we go. <sighs> it's got compassion and bonding. Yeah, like old people. It's dynamic. It's spiritual, charismatic, and enjoys teaching. Like yes. old people. Yes. And the sexual position for 65, of course, is two people laying fetal position next to each other in a bed back to back, yet still somehow pulling off penetration. Well, it is. It is. It does represent the energy of relationships, Daniel. So there may be a connection there. Yes, yeah, spiritual penetration. Its its nature is to be cooperative. It it turns away from dishonesty. Yeah, cooperative penetration. Turning away from dishonesty, hence why they are facing away from one another. Yeah, romantically fucking each other. It's also the atomic number of terbium. <laughs> terbium is a rare earth metal. It's silvery white, and it's soft enough to be cut with a knife. Mmm, butter metals. Love those. Yeah. Would Delicious. any of you like to tell me what movies came out in 1965? <sighs> so many. So many. Great year. It's a beautiful. <laughs> every cinephile right now is just uh, shaking their fists. Well, but Nathan, well. you fill us in. Okay. Uh, well, we've got uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, yeah. I wish I had applause sound effect. Dr. Shivago. There we go. That one sounds popular. Thunderball. A little James Bond. Is that the underwater, underwater fighting? Um, I think Thunderball is actually considered to be one of the best, if not the best, Bond movie ever made. Is it? I don't know. Some circles. Some circles. I believe it to be. Definitely I direct everyone to the experts on that, uh, of course, uh, James Bonding, the podcast James Bonding. Go for it. Figure it out. Sure made a lot of money. $141 million in 1965. That's nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. How about the Cincinnati Kid? No? Mm, love it. Sound of music. Ugh. Singing Nazis. Do a deer, a female deer. It makes you think of Ghostbusters. Do, re, egon. No? Okay. No. I got nothing. Nazis. Go fuck yourselves. Okay, what about the 65th Academy Awards? Which year was that? Just to make make this whole segment extra confusing. 
Uh, it was for the movies that came out in 1992. Oh, 92. Is that Single White Female? Did that come out that year? So I feel like it you, did. What do we got here? What do we got? Who won Best Actor? Mm, Michael Keaton. I'll give you a hint. Hoo-ah. Oh, Al, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Tits. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. He beat out Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin and Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. Ooh, I don't know. Was it worth it? I've seen Scent of a Woman. It's kind of a goofy movie. <laughs> I think I, I think Scent of a Woman's pretty good. I think he did a great job. Um, it's good, no doubt, but it's yeah. like... It was a heavy year. He beat out Denzel Washington for Malcolm X, Stephen Rea for The Crying Game. It was a heavy year. Oh, yeah. A racist year. Gene Hackman won Best Supporting Actor for Unforgiven. Emma Thompson for Howard's End. And Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny, one of the most controversial Oscar wins. I know, but it's, it, that's, yeah. It but is, I, it's controversial, but it's good, though. It's a good win, though, man. She deserved it. I think she deserved it. I don't care who else was in there. Like, oh, that's one oh. of the best comedic actress performances of all time. I haven't seen any of the other movies involved with those other supporting actresses, so I really enjoyed My Cousin Vinny, and I thought Marissa Tomei crushed it. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, and the, yeah she did. Pesci did. Fucking Karate Kid was okay. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was a it was the product of a split vote Oscar situation, whatever, but I'm happy that it happened, so yeah. whatever. And, and, you know, very fitting, very fitting, guys, that, um, and gal, that the Best Picture and Best Director went to the movie whose title describes how we feel about The Intern Tonight. Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yeah. 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 I was like, there's a movie called Disappointed, but it's even better. (laughs) Yeah. I was was thinking, okay, Betrayal. uh, Unimpressed? Is that a movie? Dead to Me Forever. Yeah, self-entitled. Or as The Intern calls it on uh, on, on his drafted list of rated movies, The Unforgiven. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they take thes very seriously yeah, it was a in nice the try. movie business. It was a nice try. He gave it a plus three, but apparently doesn't know what the title is. So that's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, I better put an asterisk next to that. That's that's disappointing. Yeah, it needs an asterisk next to it. Ha! 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 Tits! Hoo-ha! Hoo-ah. Awesome. Okay, well, um, you know what? You know what that means. <laughs> Don't I? It's time. It's time for the grab bag. Mm, get in there. I'm sure you are all aware uh, that recently there was a human resources. Uh, human resources stepped in from Sad Sack Studios. They told me that I can no longer jump inside of the bag because of how the intern behaved when he was hosting episode 63. Yeah. For how little he did, the mess he left. So now they send us these um, grab bag items through a uh, pneumatic tube. They come crashing down onto the desk. Yeah. Oh, it's like at the bank? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Satsack. I think I see the first one coming. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Just a second now. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) comes with its own prepackaged movie quote. It's got to be outstanding. Yeah, this is, uh, what is this? Uh, John Turturro returning as the Jesus in the Big Lebowski spinoff Going Places. What? Wait, who? Oh, okay. I saw something about this. You really? I haven't seen anything about this. What? Who's doing this movie? John Turturro. Is yeah. Dr- is, Dr- 
is directing a remake of a 1974 French comedy, and it's from a script that he also wrote. Uh, it features two thieves competing against one another to give a woman her first orgasm as she gets intertwined with their shenanigans, and one of the thieves will be Totoro's Jesus Quintana. How weird. A side story of the Big Lebowski universe written, directed, and acted in by Totoro? Yeah. Joel and Ethan Cohen are not involved creatively, but they are giving him their blessing to resurrect the character. Weird. I don't know what to think about this. I think he's a minor minor enough character that it's not going to offend me or necessarily make me compare it to or think of The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see enjoying it just as a movie on its own and him right. just being a character in that movie. I just don't. It's a lot of Totoro involvement. And I like the guy a lot, actually, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, oh, we got another thing coming in here. It's crashing in. You ready? Mm, here we go. Okay. Ooh, ah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How relevant. How relevant. Uh, this one is called The Irishman. This is kind of interesting. This one's probably a quick one, but do you guys know that Al Pacino has never worked with Martin Scorsese before? Uh, that is, yeah, that is kind of weird when yeah. you think about it, yeah. He's going he, to. De Niro has had a, had, a, had a chance. Why not Pacino? Well, it's actually going to be De Niro, Pacino, and Scorsese in a movie called The Irishman, and it's going to come out in 2018. That's pretty dope. Is It is. Is that is that what's finally going to be the movie that everyone wanted that other one to be? That Was it Right Moves? Or, I think, what was I think, that other De Niro, Pacino? I think it already happened. I think it's called Heat, and I think that there's 70. That's what I think. Oh. Yeah. In my head, I was like, oh, is this like Las Vegas? But <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, that no, it was funny. It was cute. It was. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there, here comes another thing. Okay. Here goes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, this one is called, I, I don't know. If, are you guys aware of this uh, hashtag that happened um, over the last week? It was called hashtag Fav seven films. No, oh. I don't hashtag. Oh, is it like favorite seven films? Yeah, it, it's been going on for the last week. So this uh, this website, Uproxx, they took the information uh, from all this hashtagging that was going on uh, between 5 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern on the Monday to tabulate from all of the hashtags what the top 10 movies were. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a cool kinda, idea. Yeah, anyway, kinda, how did it shake out? Well, it shook out. Um, number ten was Jaws. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number nine was Harry Potter, all films. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yeah. Number eight was Fight Club, mm-hmm. Alien, all films. Yes. Goodfellas. Yes. Godfather, all films. Yes. Empire Strikes Back by itself. No, rela- no, no mention of other Star Wars movies. <laughs> because it's the best one. Yeah. yeah. Sh- Shawshank. Of course. Pulp Fiction. Mm. And number one, The Dark Knight. No. Oh, number one, number two this are overrated. This speaks to how dumb people on Twitter are. Does it? It does. Uh, three through ten were I was okay with, but those first two are way overrated. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I just want to point out that all this DC hate and Marvel love. Uh, does anyone see a Marvel movie on this list? I think I see DC at number one. Huh? Yeah. That's true, yeah. but this, this is pre their cinematic universe, though. Don't ruin my joke. <laughs> like, right. like Nolan's Batman tr- trilogy doesn't exist in the new DC universe. You know what I mean? I meant to say Sad Sack Studios' joke, not my joke. I just read off this paper. Oh, just... Oh, good for you. 
Who put a nickel in you? Wind it down. <laughs> I think that might be on a uh, pneumatic tube message in the near future. Might be the best movie quote of all time. Uh, Daniel, I think it's time to ask some questions. Ooh. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> What the hell just happened? It bothers me that another <laughs> woman arouses him so. So you you spoke over top, but in I have unison. To talk over top of that. She had to ruin it. I yeah. have to pee on that. But you <laughs> you did it in unison. It sounded magnificent. Yeah, it was like a Well, duet. yeah. I listen to this show quite frequently and you know, I can match pitch. Every time you're seething in hatred when it comes on. Did yeah. you practice that in the car when you were listening to the episodes? I do it every time I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's magnificent. And would you like to know what else is magnificent? Hmm. Our headliner tonight, The Magnificent Seven. And in tribute to our headliner tonight, The Magnificent Seven, and also because Amanda is with us tonight, Sad Sack Studios has asked us to interrogate Daniel over how, how well he knows his girlfriend with seven magnificent questions. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Daniel, are you ready? <laughs> what? <His> face. <laughs> oh, no. Apologize for being such an inconsiderate prick. <laughs> are you ready? Okay. Daniel. Yeah. What was Amanda's childhood n- nickname? N- no nickname. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? What? What is my, like... What do I use? Is like all of my screen names or my this or my that. Oh, Panda? <laughs> oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. People actually call you Panda, though? When I was a kid, yeah. I know that was like your moniker, but I didn't know. No, people called me that. Like Amanda Panda? Yes. <laughs> Panda Bear. Pan Pan. Are you, are you giving him the vote? There's no pan. No one called you pan pan. They did. No, they did. Get the fuck and out of here. And then it shortened to just pan. Just called you pan? Yes. <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. Panda. Yes. Uh, do you give Daniel the point even though you had to coach him? I mean, he did know after one prompt. I think if he gets it after one prompt, he should get the point. Okay. All right. So, point. All right, question, question number two. If Amanda could cast herself in a movie, Daniel, which actress would she choose to play her? Oh, man. Uh, the <laughs> this is, I don't know if this is right, but this will be like on track. Uh, with the girl, the you know, I always forget her name, but I've brought her up to you many times before. Uh, the one, uh, Slums Beverly Hills... Yeah. He got it. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone. There you go. Yeah. Oh, two for two, Congrats Daniel. With that. that. That was good. Two for I two. Okay. Question number three. If Amanda could throw away one movie from your collection, what would she choose? I, I don't own it. Uh, okay. It's like you're, <laughs> you're already shaking your head at me, so it's not Edge of Tomorrow. Uh <laughs> Um, 
That's tough. There's a lot she doesn't like in there. Do you want a prompt? Yeah, one prompt. Maybe it's not one movie. Maybe it's a certain kind of thing from your collection. All the gore stuff? No. No. No points. No points. Uh. <laughs> Everything on VHS. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's like a trick question. It is sort Edge of it. Tomorrow was painful, though. Which format d don't you like? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no need to have any of it. I have these, some. There's some of it that I can't get anywhere else. These questions are magnificent. They're not, you know, what you're suggesting. Um, Daniel, question number four. What would you say is your song? Amanda and Daniel's song. Double points for getting the title and artist. That's, that's not going to happen. But uh, that Peaches, Peaches Nightclub of Love Night. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> he gets half credit. Yeah, he does, actually. It's easy. Easy by Pe the Peach Kings. Peach Kings, that's what it is, yeah. What's what's ridiculous about that is that you knew that band long before I did. Yeah, I, sh I showed you that song, <laughs> yes. yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that did not uh, favor you on that one. Um, question number five, Daniel. When is Amanda's birthday? Please include the year of birth as well. Okay, yeah, the, the year is the tricky part. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always think she's younger than she is. <laughs> that was sly. That was sly. So it's November 21st, 1985. Yay! Oh! Shit. Zing. I always think it's 86. <laughs> That's exactly what she said you would say. Um, <laughs> Daniel, question six. What is Amanda's bra size? Oh, man. Those... Oh, those tits are banging. I don't know. Like, uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, 36 D? Pretty close. 30, close. No cigar. 36, Why? What is it? 36 double D. Double D. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, those. Because they're yeah, banging. They're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Daniel, the final magnificent question. Question number seven. What Daniel habit annoys Amanda the most? And there are two potential correct answers. <laughs> oh, open mouth is, has got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> and like either, either falling asleep or cracking my neck <laughs> you got half credit yeah what's what's the other one uh the how it was described to me was the slack jaw he has when he's sleeping or when he goes too far in his gross metaphors oh yeah okay yeah, that's a daily one yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Once a day I hear, now, now you see, Daniel, it was so funny right until then. <laughs> okay, folks. 
So speaking of things that are magnificent, it is pretty magnificent, isn't it? How the intern has not missed an episode since Trailer Park Podcast episode 31. I mean, that's 33 consecutive episodes. And what better way to reflect on his consistency and commitment than to rag on him when he's not here? Oh, absolutely. Here are seven magnificent questions that Sad Sack Studios has asked that we discuss at the first ever Under the Roundtable discussion on TPP. I like like it under here. I like getting down low. (laughs) Um, And Matthias, please feel free to give us your response, even though you're not too familiar with him. You have listened to him speak on on previous episodes, so you do do understand what kind of... um, what kind of person we're dealing with here? So you basically know everything about him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, opening up for discussion, uh, question number one: Does the intern masturbate more than once per day? Mm. Well, definitely at least once. Um, I'm not sure about that. Oh, you think sometimes he refrains? I think he does. I think sometimes he gets so um, self-deprecating. He get he feel he has so much self-hate that he can't even touch himself oh i I don't even deserve to jerk off right and that lasts for weeks and i can't be bothered to muster any tears tonight right yeah wow no well i I think he does (laughs) personally i think when you when you get him alone he has nothing but his books and that yeah like no matter what he is doing he's also masturbating do i picture him playing the ukulele and masturbating at the same time yes i do yes he's not strumming but he can still finger the strut (laughs) that's true uh question number two uh would the intern be comfortable performing a masturbation show in front of others Mm, yes but he'd do a jim morrison style like he'd have his back turned He would just be (laughs) slouched over, sobbing. I feel like when (laughs) the audience sat down, they would have already seen everything they were going to see on the poster, and they would be disappointed. Yeah, like there'd be three people there, none of them his family. I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing a poster with a ukulele, and this, and and the strut is a is a is an erect penis coming out of the ukulele's body. Yes, that or it's just a ukulele, and then there's like a pathetic limp penis woven between the strings. <laughs> Uke cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. Uh, would the intern be willing to mutually masturbate with a close? platonic friend a yes b more comfortable with a stranger or c no i think he'd be more comfortable with a stranger oh for for sure who are they gonna tell right i feel like he probably picks up you know some vibes while he's on stage with the uke and then they go out back or he follows him home or or something like that he like he approaches them at their car in the parking lot and then gives them that spiel from uh boogie nights where it's like five to look at it 20 to watch me jerk off All I can see is Philip Seymour Hoffman losing his shit outside of that party. <laughs> I can't see anything else. Are you wet? Is your pussy all wet? <laughs> he got away with that. Uh, has the intern ever masturbated in a public place? Ooh, what do we mean by public? Like like open to the public or like at a house with other people in it that are not his family? Uh, this would be exhibitionism. Not outside in the trailer park in the dark by moonlight this is somewhere I mean, when I, 
He's definitely masturbated in your house. Let's just say that. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, his penis um, has touched the majority of things in your apartment. I'm, I'm nearly positive. Okay, it's a terrible subject matter. Uh, now, does it count if you like jerk off in privacy, but then open the door to your apartment and come through the crack in the door and then close it again? Is that is that exhibitionism? <laughs> yes, I think it cl- I think it qualifies. Yeah. Um, how long does an intern masturbation session normally last? 60 seconds? One to three minutes? What are we talking about here? Five to ten? Ten to twenty? One to three. One to three minutes? One to three. He gets it over and done with? Yeah. One, yeah, one to three is, that is sensical. Um, That's like shower. That's like shower length. Does he, is he so depressing, does he never allow himself to ever orgasm? And he's always just jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I sort of see like an always like half mast. Like he can't even reach full. Oh yeah, never, never. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, like a loosely packed sausage. Um, question number six: How frequently does the intern taste his own ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs> are you, you going to bleep that out? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on, y'all. As a diabetic, he probably has to. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. There is (laughs) critical amounts of insulin in that semen. This is why you don't miss an episode, intern. No. Listen, look what you did to us, intern. Look at this. And I'm your friend. I'm your only friend. (laughs) Okay. But seriously, though, uh, every time... Occasionally, I gave my answer. I, I bet it, I bet it's every time, but it's like in a clinical way. Like that's the only way he knows how to judge his own health. Just a little dab on his finger. Yep. Okay. Except for the one time where he doesn't need to because there's blood in it. Well, he like dabs it and then he puts his finger in the air, you know, like to figure out which way the the wind's blowing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then uses the remainder to adhere a postcard to the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, question number seven. Uh, Does the intern try to avoid getting his ejaculate on himself during climax? (laughs) Like, does he just let it go nuts? (laughs) (laughs) Or does he, like, yoga position himself on his shoulders so that he can, like, downward ejaculate into his own face? Okay. Well, that's uncomfortable. While playing the uke. There you go. I put a PG-13 on it. As long as it's musical. Um, (laughs) So after being asked all of these questions about masturbation, is anyone here now in the mood to masturbate? Already done. Okay. (laughs) I was doing it while you were out. Minnie started talking about ejaculate. I had it out. Everything was good. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that's enough picking on the intern for now anyway. Um, Daniel, why don't you you load up the music? Let's do the headliner. Let's get to the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven. Here we go. Sir, I have a proposition. 
We're decent people being driven from our homes. Slaughtered in cold blood. So you seek revenge? I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. Took a job looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me? Quite a batch of strays. This is not going to end well. Dang it, I'm good. How many men you say? Nathan, head us off with the headliner. Worried or excited about the Magnificent Seven? Isn't it kismet, right? We do the 65th Academy Awards and Unforgiven wins Best Picture, and here we are talking about a Western as our headliner. Everything just lines up nice tonight. Mm. What do you want me to say? Antoine Fuqua makes decent movies. Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio. How could it be bad? It may Vincent not... D'Onofrio? I didn't see him in there. He's in there. Yeah, he's in there. He's one of the. He's, he's the bigger one of the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, he's the one who always behaves like the alien from Men in Black. Yeah, I think I think he was on the Gatling gun there in the trailer. What? Um, that was him? Yeah. The big guy with the beard, yeah. Whoa, I weirdly did not put that together. Well, that's fine. You don't need to. I think um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the original. I find it to be a little bit slow. But at the time, it was kind of the, you know, Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, like the big heavyweights, like remaking the Seven Samurai. Like it was a big deal, right? And people got excited and critics overrated it. And uh, yeah, life goes on. But And, and this is going to be the same thing. It's not going to be magnificent, but it's going to be decent. And I like it when a bunch of movie stars like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, and Ethan Hawke get together and have a gay old time. And I, it's been a long time since I've seen a good Western. Yeah. And I'm pulling for this. I mean, Un- Unforgiven is one of my favorite movies. I fucking love Unforgiven. I think it's an amazing movie. So I'm pulling. I'm pulling for it. I know it's going to be a bit a bit more like candy and a lot less like Unforgiven, but fuck it. I'm excited. Fair enough. Matthias? I, uh... I'm pretty much with Nathan on this one. I'm excited. I'm a big fan of uh, Chris Pratt, mostly. Denzel Washington, he doesn't do much for bad movies. Ethan Hawke, done some pretty good stuff. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I do like westerns. They haven't done a decent one for a while now. Yeah, what was the last good western that you saw? Can you I, even recollect it? I don't know. That That's what it kind of brings some impact to my excited, which is that I am not into westerns at all. 
Like I like the ones that everyone else likes. I like Unforgiven. I like Tombstone. I like the handful of like legendary ones. I love fucking Bone Tomahawk. But I'm yeah, definitely that's... on board for this. This does look exciting. And it, what's funny is that it shows you what kind of actors represent what. Because when I saw Denzel, I was like, okay, so this movie's going to be quality. You know, most likely it's going to be quality. And then when Chris Pratt came on, I was like, okay, now I'm excited. I've been cheering for Chris Pratt for a long time. And then Ethan Hawke came on, and I was like, okay, solidified. We're all good to go here. <laughs> Whoever else is in this is bonus. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm excited. Amanda? I'm excited, too. Um, I do get, you know, when you have that thing that's like, oh, I discovered that before other people, and I'm really mad that people like it now, and it's like they stole it from me. I feel that way about people, women, specifically being attracted to Chris Pratt. I'm like, no, 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 no. I thought he was hot when he was chubby and dumb on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Y'all don't even know. Now that he's hot and sexy and making blockbusters, y'all need to back the fuck off. I liked him when he was dopey and great. Um, but I've never seen the original. I usually don't like westerns, but I'm excited about this one. Um, I, I'm hopeful that this movie is what I wanted The Hateful Eight to be, and it wasn't. Oh, Even yeah. They're totally different, but like, I can't help but think of the Hateful Eight when I hear it's the number thing, clearly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it, it, it'll be fun and entertaining and hopefully faster paced than Westerns traditionally are. And Yeah, it's true, right? Like, Django didn't give it to me. <laughs> Hateful Eight didn't give it to me. I feel like Ugh. this might give it to me. Yeah. Bone yeah. Tomahawk gave it to you. Oh, fuck yeah, it did. Yeah, that, yeah. there's Have you seen even, Bone? W- even without the horror element, that's how good Bone Tomahawk is. Have you seen Bone Tomahawk? I have not. Have you seen Predestination? Possibly, two, probably not. I don't remember. Two it, wildly so. different movies. I know, but I'm just trying to, I mean, Ethan Hawke's stirring things inside of me right now. <laughs> I am an Ethan Hawke fan. I think he's probably the one that, yeah, clinches it for me because he's, yeah. And and D'Onofrio being in there too. Yeah, I like D'Onofrio as Sars, well. Sarsgaard, Peter Sarsgaard is a good choice for the villain. Yeah, this looks solid. I think this has potential. And I'm excited it, about it. Because it would all come down to the casting in a movie like this, and I think they nailed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I recently tried to watch the original a bit. And, yeah, the difference is, in the original, a bunch of Mexicans, you know, ask for their help instead of a hot bitch. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Denzel is the Yul Brenner character that's putting it all together. And Chris Pratt is the Steve McQueen character. And Yeah, Chris Pratt gets to be Steve McQueen. Imagine. Yeah. It's just like what you were saying, Amanda. Like, yeah, once... Was it Guardians of the Galaxy came out and he was all like threaded with fucking abs? Yeah, bit... well, and then he got even thinner in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, and now he's just smoking hot and everybody loves him. And he has a big stack of screenplays on his desk, and he gets to choose whichever one he wants. Oh. Yeah, Stay he's tuned. good actor, good leading man, and general nice guy. He's got the trifecta. Oh, it's magnificent. <laughs> if you didn't make that joke, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer number two, and actually this um, this lineup could actually go down as movies with the longest titles. Um, trailer number two is called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Miss <laughs> 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 Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Here we go. Come with me. There's a place I go when I want to be alone. There's a new world coming. 
How did you? Eh, it's my peculiarity. If I show you the rest, you have to promise not to run away. Jake, right on time. Miss Peregrine, delighted to meet you. He's invisible. Of course. We're what's known in common parlance as peculiar. Why aren't you eating? She's embarrassed in front of Jake. Don't be. Because our abilities don't fit in the outside world, we live in places like this. Where no one can find us. Jake, come and play. <laughs> I knew you were one of us when you were born. It's time for you to learn what you can do. I'm just ordinary. No, you're not. You were born to protect us. Promise me one thing. Look after them, Jake. I promise. Amanda, worried or excited about Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? I know that you just wanted to say Peregrine to me <laughs> one more time. Um, but surprisingly, I'm actually excited about this movie. It's the first time that I've been looking forward to a Tim Burton movie in a very, very long time. And I think it's uh, because of a few things. One, because there's no Johnny Depp anywhere to be seen or his wife. What's her name? Anyway, you know, Helena Bonham Carter. Um, not that I don't love both of them sometimes, but they, they, I've had enough of that trio. It's too much goth. Yeah. It's too much. And this, uh, you know, the children and the, it's just, it seems like a different story. It seems a little bit lighter. It seems, it just seems better. And I'm looking forward to it and I'm hopeful that he still has something good to make in him. And I'm hoping that this is it. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say excited. Is it also because today, before the movie we saw, there was trailers at Alamo Drafthouse for Septemberton? And yeah, hearkening back to his old good stuff? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Sorry, his old good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So Beetlejuice, Al- Edward yeah. Scissorhands, Batman. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you have something to say, obviously. Nathan, why don't mm-hmm. you go next? Well, Beetlejuice, maybe. Batman. Well, Beetlejuice, Definitely. Batman. Yeah, okay. Beetlejuice, definitely. Batman, maybe. Edward Scissorhands. Definitely. Uh, I've rewatched it recently. Definitely. Yeah? It's good? Yeah. Okay. Kiwi? I've never seen it. <laughs> there, there's a sense of humor in early Tim Burton films that you don't get in later Tim Burton films. He takes himself too seriously in his later life. I feel like this is, you know, Professor Burton and the X-Men. Yes, it's Tim Burton's X-Men. Thank you. That's, that's all I could think the whole time. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yep. So that's, that is clearly the it's, unified message then that the, everyone's receiving. The G-rated yeah. X-Men. Yeah, with, with raspy Ava Green. 
in the in the peregrine role. Yeah, look, it's air woman and strong girl and eats <laughs> for the back of her head chick. Invisible boy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the part in the trailer where they go underwater and she sucks all the water out of that room. I think that's kind of cool. But it's gonna be Burton weird. You know, it's you know, it's got the bendy trees and the weird steeples and the fucked up eyeballs and like come on. Like yeah, that, like, like everything's a real life version of the Lorax. Yeah, that that girl looks like she has big eyes. <laughs> that was his movie too. I don't. I'm not a huge Burton guy, and I would like to give his movies more of a chance. But this feels like I feel like I'm gonna watch this movie, and I'm gonna be thinking that oh, that's creative. Oh, that's neat. That's creative. And then I look at my watch because I don't give a flying fuck. I'm worried. <laughs> Matthew. I'm uh, I'm worried. I've never been a Burton fan of pretty much any of his movies. This one seems a little bit too G-rated. Uh, yeah, just not looking forward to it. I might watch it if I'm under the influence of some kind of drug, like mushrooms <laughs> or pot. Oh, but yeah, that's a, that's a I, clear I'm, I'm tag not, of good I'm not movie. even going to spend bandwidth to download this movie. Oh, <laughs> zing. Okay, so hard worried for Matthew. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this looks like I, I didn't roll my eyes at this. A lot of Tim Burton movies that came, have come out recently, I've just immediately been like, no, thank you. And this one I was like, okay, I get what you're doing. You're making like your own version of the X-Men, you know, the 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 genre of making a group of little mutants that live together is cool. I totally get that. So if you want to make this movie, great. And I support you in doing something without Depp and without Helena Bottom Carter. And I I like that you're trying to steer away from that. You've heard some of people's concerns, and that's a good thing. Uh, That said, I'm still not excited about this. Still a worry for me. Does anyone have a statistic on what makes a book a bestseller? Uh, It has to be on the New York Times appreciation it has to hit some sort of like on these specific groups of newspapers book mentions it has to be in their top 10 for consecutive weeks it's some sort of some sort of algorithm because i i think when i see that quote from the best-selling novel or from the worldwide phenomenon or from the whatever novel i feel like that impacts me and i don't really know what it means it doesn't mean anything a book to movie transfer is so like 2080 oh, yeah. it's 2080 it, it could be a great transfer in that 20 but it, most of the time it's it's either blah or why did you do this a lot of books don't translate to film and to make to try is a waste of time and effort yeah a lot of the time but does that mean Another, that a million people bought this book because that doesn't yeah. mean a million people read it yeah, well that's that's true but yeah there's there's new york times best-selling there's this this and that best-selling and then general best-selling i think is actually a pretty good achievement and was it was it weird to begin with, or is it weird because Burton's doing it, the eighty twenty that you're talking about? I don't know. He threw those Zelda boots in there. Anyone that's played Ocarina of Time knows the water level where you get the heavy boots to sink to the bottom. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that game gave me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, so they they got that in there. I felt a little ping of nostalgia. Also, I've seen other trailers for this movie that are probably selling it to me more than the trailer that we just watched, only because it's I've seen other trailers that highlight the the um the like bad thing that's coming that makes it seem more exciting than this one does oh, you, mean I didn't samuel, that. You, you mean samuel l jackson from unbreakable i don't know maybe him but like uh, there's I also like a him. there's like a time trap like a time pause and we have to rewind because it's the middle of world war ii and nazis and shit and 
Oh, that was not apparent at all. In no, this. yeah, you don't get that from from this one. Um, are you criticizing the trailer selection? No, I'm just saying that there are other trailers that are better. Give you more insight into like why there's a tension or a fear in these peculiar children. Because mm-hmm. we can just take an intermission right now and discuss any sort of criticism you may have over trailer <laughs> selection. That's fine. Or you could hit the buzzer and we could fucking move on. Oh, it's like Tim Burton took like the X Men and the Hunger Games and yeah. Divergent and just kind of smushed them all together. Ah, mm. oh, the best part. The fulcrum. Yes, uh, Matthias. Um, every third trailer in every lineup uh, is forced to be a horror movie. So oh, mandated by Satsack. Yeah. Oh, I- <laughs> um, yeah, mandated by Satsack. Uh, tonight, the horror trailer, the fulcrum, as it's called, of Trailer Park Podcast, is called "The Black Coat's Daughter." The Black Coat's Daughter. Here we go. Tell me we can be together. Dear Lord, thank you for this meal that you placed in front of us on this night. Everyone is excited to have your parents come and share your life here at Bramford with them. It's me just calling to see where you and Mom are. We mustn't continue to entertain the possibility that something's happened, Catherine. It's not good for your health. Rose, what about you? Would you look after Kat until her parents arrive? You do know about them, right? She walked in on them one night, worshipping the devil. The crazy thing is that she's the one that had to go to the mental hospital for it. Could still be there for all I know. Where are you heading? We're going to Bramford. Do you know Bramford? They're not going to call. They're dead. I just wish you could stay and see my performance. 
All right, Daniel, are you worried or excited about the black coat's daughter? Um, if I had seen this trailer on mute, I would have assumed it was a Scandinavian horror movie or like a Danish horror movie or something. It doesn't have the vibe of your average American horror movie. That's for sure. What I'm confused on and what I'm hesitant on is that if I were to sit down, if somebody gave me like just a just a shitty horror movie, I think that I could pull enough as an editor from that shitty horror movie to make a relatively decent trailer. And I can't tell if what I'm seeing here is going to be a relatively decent movie or is just a relatively decent trailer pulled from a shitty movie. <laughs> I'll say this. I think it's a little confusing. It is confusing. That's why it's. That's why I can't tell if it's like just a trailer that's just not that well made, but, but the it's... movie itself is pretty good, or if it's because this is the best you could do from a shittier pool of resources. It it looks like it has some genuine violence. Yeah, it does. Like I don't under. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand exactly what's happening. There's a girl at an asylum. Uh, her parents maybe Satanists. And they also they also may be dead. It seems to be like some sort of like asylum slash girls home for the disturbed. It sounds like we need the synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Give it to us. Yeah. Two terrified girls must battle a mysterious evil force when they get left behind at their boarding school over winter break in this chilling and suspenseful horror film. Yeah, I don't know. None of that came across. There was a lot of Satanism talk and about girls being sent away to asylums. Yeah, I think just for I'm gonna have to safeguard myself and go worried. Although I will admit this is not your not your average blockbuster American scare tactic trash. One hour and thirty three minutes long, originally called February, now called the Black Coat's Daughter. Amanda, what do you got for me? Wait, wait, wait. That's so crazy that you said that because I in because I'm I forget so quickly. I thought this movie was called February until I remembered that no 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 it's not called that. So yeah, you can yeah, you can see that just from the trailer. <laughs> um, the trailer was troublesome for me because it, it it didn't it didn't communicate hardly anything at all. I mean, I I was looking for crumbs of a plot line and couldn't find anything at all. Um, I was excited to see um, the two girls in the movie. I like both of those actresses. I'm really hoping that the girl from Mad Men has a future. I, I always thought she was really great on that show. And then the girl from We Are the Millers. I like Was that her? her? That's her. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Um, that being said, I have to go worried because there's nothing here to go on to make me excited. Um, it, it's not the same like, ooh, ghost, ooh, paranormal craptivity garbage <laughs> that we get all the time, but th 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 there's nothing to string together here to give me an excited. Yeah. Could be bad trailer syndrome, yeah. or it could be bad movie syndrome. Yeah, I think uh, I think Matthias is going to crap on this too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's nothing to string this together. I feel like I could flip through twenty different channels on cable TV and make a better trailer for this movie. <laughs> well, <clears throat> random gibberish better than this trailer. <laughs> Worried. Got it. Yeah. There's there's no hope for this. This is. Sinking right to the bottom. <laughs> Is it sinking right to the bottom like a peculiar child with iron boots that has an air peculiarity? Mm -hmm. Like uh, Link in the Water not, Temple. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I would rather watch that than this. This okay. spooky emo girl interrupted? Yes. That's what it felt like, yeah. 
I don't know, guys. Should we all be fuddy-duddies? Or should... Or Duffy fuddies. I think that the... Um, that this whole thing, the, the movie poster and everything about this is meant to be esoteric and a little bit beyond beyond your grasp. Maybe it's trying to be a little bit poetic. Maybe, I don't know. I like that girl that's, you know, I, I the, the one line in, in the trailer where she said you had your chance. Like she's just, it's like evil takes over her or something or she gets consumed by the evil spirit. No? Yeah, there was a weird exorcist scene in there. I don't yeah. know what that was. Yeah, where her body flips over in that weird fucked up way. Yeah. She's freaking out. I don't know. I think this could be surprising. I As always with the fulcrum, I... If I'm ever worried, I hope I'm wrong. Man, there's several different movie posters for this movie, and they are all very confusing. This whole thing is confusing. And they don't I'm, know how to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know how to sell it, and I don't know if that's a reason I, to dislike it. Right, no, that, that that concern, I don't know how to sell it, is always 50-50. That's why I said what I said right off the bat. Fuck it. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say I'm excited about the Black Coat's daughter. Taking a risk. Interesting. Yeah. They changed the title. They moved the release date around a, a billion times. It's got an 81 meta score. Fuck it. Let's do it. Excited. Okay. Well, now you're looking at information we don't have access to. <laughs> yeah, but your popularity is plummeting. Hey, you're focusing on the negative. Why don't you just focus on the 5.2 uh, IMDB rating? It's not that impressive. Out of 1,200 votes. It's probably 50. probably people that haven't yeah, even seen 50, 50. it. It's probably people who haven't even seen it. They probably watched the trailer and said, what the fuck is that? And then rated it. Nope. Or misclick of the mouse as they're navigating through the page. I agree with Daniel. This doesn't look American at all. This looks Scandinavian or uh, European, and those are traditionally very good horror movies. So I'm going to back this. I'm going to say I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trailer number four tonight, uh, ladies and gents, is uh, it's a gem. stars Nick Jonas. It's called Goat. Goat, here we go. Your mom said you're thinking about bailing on school. I'm not bailing on it. It's already accepted for the fall. Plus, Phi Sig is only rushing in the fall. Dude, are you in a Phi Sig? I am, yeah. That's awesome. So what's up with Rush? Can anybody come out or? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we actually get a party on Saturday. This is Phi Sigma Mu. We're gentlemen. I'm excited. I'm excited you're here. Because these are some of the best dudes I've ever known. You're going to be fly safe. We're going to do stuff with our lives. Well, they're not going to let you in here just because you're my brother. You need to let them know you want to be here. Hello? Get your ugly goat ass to the house in 11 minutes or you're dead. Move, you piece of that Welcome to Hell Week, goats. Sir, yes, sir! Initiation is a rite of passage. Take it, take it, take it! Who was the first president? George Washington, sir! Wrong! Drink! Who shot John F. Kennedy? Wrong! Drink! Guantanamo style, there we go. Look, I went through this myself, right? They just do this to weed out the weak ones.
Is this pledge getting weirder? The pledge has got to go through hell. Otherwise, what's the point? Maybe you should just quit. Dude, if you quit, you're just another guy that couldn't hack you. Dude, I'm having sex for the first time in my life. You know, I'm not stupid. That's not because of me. None of it matters at all. This matters to me. Look, we haven't been doing anything that every other fraternity on campus hasn't been doing. Punch me in the stomach! Matthew, worried or excited? I am excited. It uh, it's a kind of a darker twist on your classic college party movie. One of those, it's going to be one of those uh, psychological thrillers, kind of the slow slip into decaying mind. You yeah, big, what, what big, did it uh, say? Eats Full Metal Jacket. What meets Full Metal Jacket? You big Nick Jonas fan? Not really. No, <laughs> I can look past it though. It says, uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? Animal House meets Full Metal Jacket? Yes, I was thinking more Dazed and Confused meets an- meets Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Dazed and Confused meets Animal House meets um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, meets uh, Hostel. Everybody Wants Some meets Hostel meets uh, Full Metal Jacket meets... No? Can we keep doing this? No? Okay. Sorry, I'm, everybody. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right, so uh, Matthias is excited about... Nick Jonas and wants his penis in his mouth. Okay. Yeah. Matthias is gotta suck that Jonas cock excited. He has brothers. That's true. I heard. Yeah. I could bring the intern with me. Right. So no need to get depressed when you finish one of the Jonas cock because there are well, multiple to yeah. go to well, after. The intern can do a masturbation show for you and the Jonas brothers. Yeah. And don't let him take two because he will immediately go for two. Yeah. Yeah. He will. Yeah, he'll try to hog the bros. Hog the cock, as they say. Go <laughs> <laughs> cock hog. Hog. Hog is also a... Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Huh? Because hog is also... Okay. Yeah, so, you, we, we, so what we have here is your, like, joyful, coming-of-age, collegiate dramedy turned into psycho-hazing fraternity borderline horror movie trying to make a comment yeah trying to make a statement this is a very celebrated movie in the film festival circuit it seems like it would be it's got that can aura i think it came out of sundance it might have it might have uh, aired at cans as well oh Con. yeah sundance now that's that sounds about right yeah sundance is right uh there's there's a lot of cock talk here uh amanda what do you got to say I'm very conflicted about it. I can see I can see why it's probably getting a lot of praise, but I'm worried that it is I feel like it's a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> why not goat shit? I right. It's a bunch of goat shit. Like I just I People are taking this issue too seriously, so of course we're going to make a movie about it, and we're going to put Nick Jonas in it because he's nondescript and white and young, and James Franco is going to be the weirdly old guy in the fraternity, and it's going to be super aggressive and full of testosterone, and it's not going to be, for me, believable. It's either going to go too far or it's not going to go far enough, and it's going to just miss the mark for me. <laughs> I'm worried. I feel like this is the TV movie remake 
of the like, it's a it's a dude's lifetime movie is what it, it is. It's a dude's yeah, exactly. It's a dude's lifetime TV movie remake of an, the exact same theater movie of this kind in which Matthew McConaughey played James Franco's character. Yeah. It's, Just to make a wildly abstract. <laughs> it's old school meets Full Metal Jacket. Old school meets Full Metal Jacket <laughs> meets Hostel meets Dazed and Confused. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, but, but that being said, it doesn't look bad. It no. doesn't look like a bad movie. No, it looks it looks I solid. I think this gets celebrated on the film festival circuit because they're like, hey, that's Nick Jonas, and this is actually pretty good. Well, that, that gives it an extra bump because he managed to be in a movie and still pass by the critic guys, right? Yeah, and this is still a social issue, right? This movie has sociological impact, and a Jonas brother doing a drama, give it our I, approval. I feel like this, oh shit, I do it too. You know, I say I feel like probably just as much as the intern does, yet I rag on him for saying it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's actually going on here. This movie is not going to be as good as that slapping musical montage in this trailer. Oh, yeah. And the scene of that guy getting sp- like he gets spit in his face and he just takes it. Well, I just mean how, how they took all the slapping and turned it into a musical number. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what's that What's that movie uh, where they, it's, it's a French movie, Delicatessen, where they do a sex scene throughout the entire apartment building and like different, different people having sex and different noises in the building all come together in this huge musical montage. That sounds delightful. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I take it you haven't seen it. Delicatessen. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I should have said it with more familiarity than I did. Damn. Oh right, yeah that that musical thing. I think that that's true though. I think that this movie, I think it looks good. I think I mean obviously Matthias got all jacked right, and I actually do want to watch it. But I think the trailer's going to be end up being more entertaining than the actual movie will be, and I'm going to say that I am excited. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just threw an intern review in there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're going one way, and then you go the other. You're excited. Because I want to watch it, and I think it will be good. So doesn't that mean I think it's exciting, even though I'm, I'm planning on being disappointed? <laughs> no, that's fair, because I'm worried, but I'll keep an eye out for it when it hits television sometime. Yeah, I mean, my review is really a worried, but, oh, for the archive update, I'm excited, because intern's going to jerk off to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But it, really, it's going to be terrible. Because the intern is excited about what the potential climax of this movie is, is that you have to fuck your frat brother to get in. <laughs> oh, God, we're all going to hell. Yep. Trailer number five tonight is a special gem. Uh, I thought we would finish things off with uh, a little Mark Wahlberg, a yeah. little deep water horizon. Deep Water Horizon. Here we go. Give me those eyes. <laughs> now, do you need to give me a fossil? I will. I want to be able to hold it up and say my daddy tames the dinosaurs.
company. Millions of moving parts. Hey, how you doing, man? We all work very hard to ensure those moving parts are functioning as a means to very profitable end for all of us. Have it as smooth? <laughs> hey, come close to the computer. Give me those eyes. No! That is a genuine dinosaur tooth. She's gonna flip out. You're a good man, Mike. Someone at your door. Are you seeing this? Get everybody off the Mike, what is that? Is everything okay? We gotta go right now! I'll call you back! I'll call you back! Nathan Book and us worried or excited about Deepwater Horizon. So this isn't about who's to blame, right? This is about the survival and tragedy of this event. Yeah. And I, I saved you from the trailer where he talks to his daughter with a Coke can and uses the Coke can to explain how an oil drill works. I saved you from that. Oh, yeah. He's like, give me your eyes. Give me your eyes. <laughs> and it also has, uh, you know, that, that wonderful scene we all look forward to, the crying wife on the other end of the phone, or in this case, Skype. Oh, crying wife on phone. Every actress must just fucking throw her hands up when she gets that part. Right. The only person that's ever done it well was Liv Tyler when she watches her daddy die in Armageddon. Uh, Duh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she was more than just on the other end. Like, there's there's some, like, in Everest, Kira Knightley, All that's all she is. She's just... On the other end of the phone the whole time. That's all she is. Mm. And it looks like that's what Kate Hudson might be doing here as well. Guys, I like Kurt Russell. I like John Malkovich. What are they doing in here? He was in there? Yeah. How am I missing these people? I don't know how you miss the things that you miss, honey. I saw John Malkovich for sure. I don't know how I miss Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. He's probably he's probably he's- the one that... That caused it. And you know what? The, the guy that caused it's probably going to die in the movie to make it okay, right? And then right. it'll be just about the other people surviving. <sighs> I don't know. I was worried about this movie when I first read that it was going to happen. And now I'm worried about it because I saw a trailer for it. And it doesn't make me feel any better than I felt when I first read about it existing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I just want to talk about how worried I am and insult it. So I'm just going to say I'm worried and back away. <laughs> yeah, and there was like, instead of quote persuasion, there was like quote dissuasion because I saw Lone Survivor, director of Lone Survivor <laughs> pop up and I was like, oh, that's another movie I didn't care about seeing. Yeah, that means that Mark Wahlberg 
and that guy talked about doing another movie. It's like he's probably Mark Wahlberg's lackey. Like, I want to do this. You can direct it. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that if you could replace parts of this trailer with the fire down below with Howie Long. But even though I'm extremely worried about this movie, part of me feels like I have to watch it because my dad spent his entire life on one of these oil rigs. (laughs) So there's like a sense of like sudden duty just to see how things play down in a crisis situation on an offshore oil rig. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like much is going on here except for just watching a bunch of actors run away from a failing oil rig. You worried. Amanda? Can we talk about Howie Long in Fire Down Below some more? (laughs) They use this scream in that movie. Um, Matthias, can you please explain to Daniel who is actually in Fire Down Below? Steven Seagal. Yeah. No, 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 this is a classic situation where Steven Seagal rips another movie's title off. Howie Long is also in a movie called Fire Down Below. So is Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal is also in a movie called The Patriot, as is Mel Gibson. (laughs) We're going to get down to the truth here. I hope you can handle it. Okay, what's the what's the actual Howie movie called? Uh, it's not called Fire Down Below, I can tell you that. Was it because it got fire anywhere in there? Oh, yeah. It's a firestorm. Firestorm! Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, he throws a dude off a bridge or something. Oh, yeah. And, Classic. and I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, there's a girl in that movie, A like the main actress in that movie, was my acting instructor in college. Whoa. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> Learning from the best. Matthew? Uh, I'm not excited about it, but I'm not overly worried about it. <laughs> You're like, excited <laughs> is strong. Yeah. Strong. Word. I'll, wow. I'll watch it. I'm not going to pay money to watch it. It doesn't have Nick Jonas in it. No, there's no Nick Jonas. Right, so that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, immediate subtraction. (laughs) Without Nick Jonas, that's what's stopping the excitement part. So, (laughs) Game changer. Yeah, that's the game changer. But I'd say I'm more worried about it, but I don't think it's going to do too bad. Bad. I mean, anything that'll sensa- sensationalize, you know, patriotism and people pulling together for their own kind, it's, it's going to sell, especially in America. What was the American flag count in that trailer? I saw at least two, if not yeah. three. Okay. Oh, and, and with those numbers, it's going to be at least two, if not three, like helicopter dramatic rescue scenes. Which are probably going to blow up because that's what helicopters do in movies. Yeah. They're going to like almost, he's going to be like fingertips reach to like the little hook from the helicopter to clip onto a safety harness and then there's going to be an explosion and the helicopter's just going to fucking fly into the water. Yeah. When this first happened, the news was like, pollution, pollution, ecosystem destroyed. And this movie's like, hey, guys, people people died. Shit happened here. Human human beings were on, on that thing. Yeah, it's not just a political message. People fucking died. Amanda? Well, I'm worried. Um... <laughs> But here's the thing that upset me the most about this trailer the first time I saw it. And that is that at some point during the trailer, it refers to these men on this rig as heroes. And I'm dying to know what exactly about survival and trying to live through something makes you a fucking hero. Like saving other people, that's heroic. But just trying to save your own life? Nothing about that's heroic. That's just basic instinct. So they're trying to sell this as some sort of like patriotic experience. It's not. No, shit went wrong and they tried to escape. 
that's fine and it might make for an entertaining action movie, but it's not heroic. Don't make it into something that it's not. And then Kate Hudson, what are you doing? Why are you crying and telling your daughter not now? No, she clearly just saw something traumatic and you need to deal with it in a better way than not now. She's a baby. <laughs> she just watched her father die. Yeah, she You're knows right. something horrible just happened and you need to pull your shit together and be a mom. Yeah. I'm worried. No, abs- I love your feedback, Amanda. That's great. They're not heroes. Ashton Kutcher and Kevin Costner in The Guardian. Those are heroes. Am I right? Can I get a second? Yep, yep. I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. I actually like that movie. <laughs> Never saw it. Ah, something did go wrong, right? <laughs> Some, did, would you like to talk up Annapolis? Somebody, somebody did make a mistake on this thing. That's why this happened. It didn't happen because of mechanical failure. Right. There wasn't like a, oh, we, no one knew that this was, it was just like, oh, someone fucked up and now we're all dying and running away. So a better engineer could have avoided this? Yeah. Yeah. And who's the guy that, that directs The Day After Tomorrow in 2012? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich, yeah. I, I feel like he could have directed this movie if it also involved every other single oil rig on Earth exploding at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, underground vol- uh, underwater volcanoes causing it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The, the, the magma push causing all oil deposits on Earth to just gush. Yep. Hope he's, hope he's listening. That one's for you, Rolly. <laughs> You're welcome. Get Michael Bay in on that one, too. Oh, shit, wrong one. <laughs> Wasn't it funny? In episode 63, when the intern went, ah, trying to copy me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we have arrived at the round table. The round table, where we discuss the burden list, and there will be a no intern archive update tonight. We've already talked about the traitor and his betrayal. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Daniel, we got burden lists, right? List some we movies. Are, are we prepared to explain this segment more efficiently than the intern does? <laughs> um, we could. It's basically we force each other to watch movies and appreciate them so that we can talk about them with each other. And if you don't watch a movie, then your list just grows and grows and it's a burden. That's the idea. Yeah. You want to rid yourself of that burden by enjoying your friend's movie choices like a gentleman. Exactly. Yes. that. Even better said. Thank you. Uh, first we go up and then we go down. So first we add a movie to the list so that they go to six and then they either stay at six or they go back down to five. All right. Uh, Nathan, would you care to go first or should I go first? Um, I don't know. Amanda, why don't you choose? I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I helped Daniel... So he can go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. 
it's like kismet, Nathan, but I have some quotes for you tonight hmm. to choose from. All right. Put together a little bit of a loose theme here that was pre-approved by Amanda. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Uh, let me situate myself. Quote number one. Good morning and welcome to LA's premium triple X club, The Feather. When the sun comes up, the bras come down. It is dark and time for our sunrise special, Cock a Doodle Doo. That's quote number one. Quote number two. With the world saved and the secrets of Da Vinci protected, Eddie finally got his coffee. Quote number three. What the fuck? Well, hello, boys and girls. There's nothing worse than a sad clown, unless it's a clown bleeding internally and coughing it all over your money. Hmm. Two or three, Nathan. Quick review. Good morning and welcome to Ellie's Premium Triple X Club. With the world saved and secrets of Da Vinci protected, and sad clown coughing blood all over your money. Hmm. 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 <laughs> I can see you typing away, trying to figure it out, Nathan. I didn't know gentlemen were cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Get the Gringo, number three. Get the Gringo. Okay, secretly, it's what I wanted you to choose. I was almost positive you'd seen the other two choices. So I have seen Hudson well, Hawk, and I don't know what the first one was. Yeah, Hudson Hawk. Have you seen it recently, though? Not recently. No, I would rewatch it. Yeah, I would say watch it again. I did not like Hudson Hawk when I was like a teenager, and I loved it when I saw it the other day. Um, what was the first one? Oh, <laughs> what's the first one, Amanda? <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell at the hottest she's probably ever been in her life. Yeah. Exit to Eden. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd are detectives that go undercover to a sex island and are essentially <laughs> two weirdo fucking actors inside of a Cinemax fuck film. Jesus. It is crazy. crazy. Rosie O'Donnell is in a full body S&M leather bondage suit, like almost getting fucked by random dudes. It is so weird. And I grew up on it. And <laughs> And tried to masturbate it to it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. There wasn't enough time between the rosy scenes and the other sex scenes. Okay. Well, that's... The intern could do it. Yeah. The alternative <laughs> quote was, they have a club med for sex orgies, and then there's a scene where Dan Aykroyd watches a girl walk by in a bikini, and he's standing in front of a gong, and it makes a boing sound because his boner hits it. That's what you're missing out on, Nathan. <laughs> Well, no. Get, get the gringo. See if you have a, as good of a time with it as I did. Hey, I want to mill. I'm gonna bring Mel back. Only Mel knows Mel. Bring Mel back. Only, Only Mel knows. Only Mel knows Mel. <laughs> uh, that's the best hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel, tonight your options are customers who watched this movie also watched. Oh, nice, nice, nice. little branch. I like that. Uh, so Daniel, number one, customers who watched this movie also watched The Green Mile, Goodfellas, and The Untouchables. Okay, Green Mile is a weird one to build in there. Wait, okay. Number two, customers who watched this movie also watched Straight Outta Compton, Barbershop, The Next Cut, and Meet the Blacks. <laughs> okay. Number three, customers who watched this movie also watched L.A. Confidential, a Fish Called Wanda, and The Edge. Oh, shit. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. Say it. I'm going to kill the motherfucker. Wait, say, say, the, say uh, the also watched options for number one again. The Green Mile, Goodfellas, and The Untouchables. Oh, man. It's like three great, generally great movies. And then option three has like two movies I really like on it. And it's a weird selection for number three. I'm going to go number three. Daniel, you've chosen 
Chinatown. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I own this movie and I have not watched it. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, famous movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like way back on my to-do. But yeah, this is nice. I appreciate this. Nice. You hear that? You hear that, Amanda? He appreciates it. Now, do I get to know what number one was? Because that's what Amanda wanted me to choose. Number one was The Road to Perdition. Would you have preferred I watch that one, Amanda? Or have you not seen that one either? I haven't seen it either. Yeah. But... I wouldn't have minded that choice either, honestly. Okay. Now what's coming down off the burden list? Who goes first, Amanda? Nathan. Daniel, I watched Dread. (laughs) Okay, I thought that you might. And yeah, here we go. My written and prepared response, (laughs) (laughs) which you criticized me for. Um, Obviously, Daniel wanted me to watch this because it fucking executes. It's surprisingly good. That should be the main headline here. But the real reason, and Matthias, you have to understand, Daniel has an appreciation for violence, especially violence that he has never thought of or was not expecting. And this movie goes somewhere special with violence. (laughs) The drug in this movie. Have you seen Dread? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw it in theaters. There you go. So the drug Twice. in this movie, slow-mo. <laughs> slow-mo? Why well, fuck around? It's called <laughs> slow-mo. <laughs> Slow is the perception of the user to 1% of its normal speed. Uh, Lena Hetty, a.k.a. Cersei Lannister, a.k.a. Mama, tells Mama. her hooligans to kill some people by giving them some of this drug, slow-mo, and then skinning them alive. It is too awful to fathom. If they somehow manage to survive being skinned alive while high on (laughs) slow-mo, if that's not enough, they're thrown from the top of this 200-story building, presumably in slow-mo as well. So it lasts forever. Jesus Christ. So, you know, aside from the slow-mo drug twist... The thing I appreciated the most about Dread was the psychic part of it. It was very satisfying. Uh, Olivia Thurlby plays the rookie that Dread is assessing, and she crushes it with her psychic powers. The part where the character K, a.k.a. Avon Barksdale, a.k.a. Wood Harris, is trying to fuck with her by using his imagination to mess with her psychic powers is awesome to me. Because most psychic plays and movies put all the power immediately in the hands of the psychic because they can invade your mind. You rarely see the victim turn the tables by imagining that the, the psychic getting raped or beaten in some violent and degrading visual the movie's tight it kept it simple it executed i've read quite a few blurbs about this one there's a lot of good comments out there hollywood's answer to the raid but even then this is a specific comic book character with a following and by all accounts they really appreciated this and are clamoring for more alex garland wrote this script and after finding out that it is good it's a nice surprise to see that on that, uh, well, it's it's a nice surprise because along with Denis Villeneuve and Jeremy Saulnier, Alex Garland's actually on my list of people to watch right now. He wrote The Beach. Uh, he went, he hooked up with Danny Boyle for 28 Days Later in Sunshine and then did Never Let Me Go, which Daniel's had on his burden list. And Dread was after that. And then he wrote and directed Ex Machina. So there's not a lot of weakness with Alex Garland. Uh, that's, that, that's a solid, solid record. Yeah. And his next movie is a sci-fi thriller called Annihilation, and it is in post-production right now, and it stars Oscar Isaac and Nat Poe. <laughs> so likelihood that I watch Dread Again is very high, and I'll definitely be recommending it as well. And the critic blurb I chose was, Dread is like a gun. Not everyone likes them, and they're only good for one thing, but they do that one thing really 
really well. Ah, well said. And that was Matt Neal from The Standard. Yeah, that was uh, that, yeah, that was laser, as they say. You have nothing uh, to say? I crushed it? You've never done that before. Yeah, I mean that blurb, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, not me. <laughs> Matt Neal crushed it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Matt Neal crushed it. Uh, you definitely, I'm very happy to, to, to hear that you appreciate it, yeah, because I love it for... Pretty much exactly the same reasons. And it, yeah, it is exactly that. It's super simple. And it's just, I don't know, It's it satisfies in both the violence level and the artistic action movie level. And and it is very much, when they say it's the answer to the raid, the America's answer to the, to the raid or whatever, yes, I see that. But for me, it's more the, the answer to the protector, which is a Tony Jaa movie in which the entire climax... I would say the last half of the movie is just him in one continuous uncut shot running up this spiral staircase in this huge building and just kicking ass all the way to the top. And that's very much what Dread is. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear you like, that you liked it. I heard that if he took off his mask, it would have pissed a lot of like dedicated fan base off. That the, the helmet is a big deal with Dread and that it was very important for that helmet to stay on. Yeah, and he, and he keeps it on. Respectfully, he's yeah. an actor that you would kind of want people to see because you only get to see him in what Star Trek. Yeah, and he's yeah, great. He's, like I, he's he's one of my favorite characters in Star Trek, and I love him in Dread. And so you want to see him, but no, he respectfully keeps it on. And I like that as well. Yeah. Another thing to point out too is that there's, there's a lot of comments about this being interpreted as a B movie, and I don't see that. I see this no. as like a hardcore action movie that's just written really well. Like it's not overdone. It's I don't I don't know. There's also some rumors that. Dread 2 is happening, but I don't know. I It's it's kind of befuddled. There's like, I don't, I don't think there's money behind it. I think that the fans want it and Urban wants it. And I think Garland is like saying nobody wants to make it except us. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why? It's so good. Leave it alone. And that's fine too. Yeah. Why do you have to fucking sequel everything? Right? Just leave it. It's great. What are you going to do? And why didn't anyone think of a drug called slow-mo before? That's awesome. <laughs> It's the perfect action movie gimmick, like perfect. Did you watch this movie? It just lets you get Matrixy whenever you want. (laughs) Did you watch this movie Stoned, Matt? Stoned? Yeah. Did you watch Dread Stoned? No. I think you got to watch it again. Yeah, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That slow mo, those slow mo scenes are pretty, pretty awesome. uh, Nathan, would you care to know what I watched or what we watched? I guess is. More appropriate. We watched. Well, if we watched it, then you probably uh, you probably got pitched. <laughs> yeah. You got pitch slapped. You probably got pitch slapped. <laughs> yeah, I got pitch slapped. Yep, that is correct. I watched Pitch Perfect and could finally, after such a long time, understand why when I managed that movie store that Pitch Perfect was the number one female requested movie by leaps and bounds. Like I couldn't even tell you what number two was because I just knew with like astonished wonder that every other woman that came into the store asked if we had Pitch Perfect. And I get it. Pitch Perfect is fun. Right. Yeah, it's fun. It's like surprisingly well-crafted comedically for what it is. And you'll get that every once in a while with a movie like this. Like for all intents and purposes, it should be just another high school musical movie. But because they nailed it with some nice comedic acting, you get the guy that's in all the Christopher Guest movies. And you get Elizabeth Banks operating the announcer like mm-hmm. scheme. Like every 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 great comedy has room for like a couple of announcers just being hilarious for no reason. Yeah, the guy from all the uh, Christopher Guest movies is the same guy from The Breakup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 
at the dinner table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how, and we're nice. Hum-dum. And go. Yeah. And go. And go. And go. And your turn. And go. And we're all clapping. And go. And go. And clap. Yeah. On the, on the kick drum. On the kick drum. <laughs> yeah. What it is. <laughs> and the kick drum. Bum bum. Bum bum. <laughs> yeah. No, and I've actually heard, I've been told by multiple people. I think I've even been told by Amanda as well that Pitch Perfect 2 is, uh, it doesn't nail it the same way and it doesn't matter. Like, it, Pitch Perfect 1 was fun and they nailed it and that's it. Like, again, why with the sequels, right? Like, I think they're doing a Pitch Perfect 3 as well. Like, look, we're men. We're not namby-pambies. We had fun with the first one. Fuck off, right? Yeah. It's like Pitch Perfect, it's uh, meets, um, oh God. I uh, fucking already lost it. Never mind. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with like an all acapella. It has like 14 musical montages in it, <laughs> which is exactly what you want in a movie like that. And then it has like a surprisingly intelligent comedic layer that's mm-hmm. that's over the entire thing. It kind of like shoes in Mean Girls into a music competition coming of age college movie. I don't know. It's got a bit of like bite to it, which I appreciate. And the opening segment was great as a dude understanding he's sitting down to watch a movie about music that opening segment of them at the competition where the the girl the lead girl the girl who's about to take over lead just pukes gallons of beans (laughs) onto the the first few rows when you're just like okay oh this is a nice little musical montage oh I, i like ace of bass yeah that'll work and then she just vomits, and then it cuts to credits, and you're like, okay, okay, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> I feel like, oh, shit. I feel like <laughs> you you like this movie against your own will. Like, from, from the male perspective, you don't anticipate liking it, but, you know, you start bopping a little bit, you know? Start tapping your foot, you, a smile creeps on your face during a, during a musical number, and uh, before you know it, you just have to admit it to yourself that it's it's entertaining and it's fun and that's okay and it's it's okay to like a movie like that and still be a man. Yeah, and and I and I had like a I had a hilarious I don't I don't know how much Amanda shared in this hilarious moment with me, but it existed within my own head was that there's one character in the movie like a a guy character who just gets fucked over from the beginning and he doesn't get to be part of the whole singing competition and he's just sort of on the side as like a a helper and a stage manager and a producer. And then at the very end, he gets his opportunity and he fucking knocks it out of the park. It like, it, it, it emotionally affected me a little bit because I've been cheering for him the whole time. And I was like, I bet if I turn right right now, Amanda's going to be sobbing. And I turned over to Amanda and she's just got like water covered eyes <laughs> and grabbing her mouth. And I was like, oh, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, Benji, he comes and saves the day. I've got the magic in me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go, Benji. Things are getting a little bit too sappy here. <laughs> no, I, I had uh. a good time. And I, I would probably even watch Pitch Perfect 2, even knowing that it wasn't as good. Just because you can't go wrong with somebody like... Acapella is kind of cool, if you like. Yeah. Don't let, like... Your, you don't let yourself think too much that one guy's entire purpose is to go... <laughs> but I feel like if we just jump on this and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to watch Pitch Perfect 2 
right out of the gate without being dragged into it, then there's going to be a new level of expectation associated with these kind of movies, you know? Yeah. You got you to make it difficult. You do. No, 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 no. There are not many live up to this standard, and Rebel Wilson helps a lot with getting it to this standard. But yeah, it, w- it was a good time. Um, so when are you going to watch Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> Is it next? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's been on there so long now, it'd be disrespectful to take it off. <laughs> I feel, I'll tell you what I see. I see that I never interpreted the poster this way or any way at all. But now when I look at the poster and I see him standing there with his arms out, it's like he's saying, dude, 29? <laughs> what the fuck? That's what Can I see. Let me out of here. He's like, what the fuck? That's what he's saying to me now when I look in the, in the, in the poster. <laughs> Why won't he watch me? What the fuck? And now you'll look at the poster and see something similar or riff on it the same way, and it'll eat at you. It'll eat at you so much that you'll wash it. It's got AIDS in it, Daniel. <laughs> it's got AIDS. And yeah, transvestites. AIDS. And drugs. You've seen Team America, right, Nathan? Oh, yes. Okay. Thanks. I think you've, you've asked me that several times. You just want yeah. to talk about that so much. I, I probably have, yeah. Well, puppet sex does have its place. Oh, yeah. Shh. Oh, she hasn't seen it? Freedom isn't free. Yes, I've seen it. It cost a hefty fucking fee. <laughs> Buck five. Okay. America. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there is no Internet Archive update tonight. No, it's- and who can you thank for that? Who could you send all your hate tweets and hate mail to? At the intern. TPP on Twitter. Let them know. Just send them lots of middle finger emojis. Are those a thing? I think so. Yeah, I think you can do interracial fingers. It has like a whole array of different colored skin for the finger you want to give. I don't know why. Yeah, and if you really want to hit it home, make your own emojis. Preferably like a little boy with his hands bound behind his back with poopy underwear. Eating a popsicle. Eating a... Thank you. <laughs> that one's just for us, cousin. That's just for us. Extra cast. Now, oh, is that a memory? That was a, that was a, the extra cast plug. Um, is this where we get to talk about movies that we saw recently, Nathan? Oh, yes, please open up the forum. Uh, Matthias, would you like a chance to get in here before us talk hogs take over? About uh, movies I've seen recently? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen anything recently? Theater uh, or at home? Uh, I saw the first half of Suicide Squad. The first half? Yeah. Like That's you, all you can make it through, huh? You got up and left? <laughs> Not by choice. I was actually pretty excited for Suicide Squad. You got, a, you got a call for work and had to leave the theater? I ate a bad burger. Oh, I, shit. I got sick. You got sick. Oh, uh, you had to go throw up out of your butt. Yeah. Well, and mouth. <laughs> well, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was bad. And up to the halfway mark, Suicide Squad was blank. It was all right. Yeah. It was, it's, it, I hyped it up a little bit too much. It didn't live up to my expectation, but it wasn't horrible. I would like to actually finish the whole thing. See, going back. Nothing yeah. wrong with Suicide Squad. This 29% business is a, is a bunch of bullshit. I'd, I'd pay money to go see it again and finish. There you go. Nothing wrong with the DC Universe, folks. It's just getting shit on unfairly. Right. I, I haven't seen Suicide. I can't speak to that one yet. Well, get out there. Get it done. What did you see uh, earlier today when you went to the Alamo? Yeah. We went to the Alamo tonight, Amanda and I, and we watched... Amanda? Sausage Party. Um, it the was... The children! The children! They're fucking eating us! <laughs> Dick and poop, uh, dick and poop jokes, right? There were not as many. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Were, were there? I don't know. I didn't think it was as much dick and poop jokes as people made it seem like there was going to be. No, honestly, like he, here's how it broke down for me. The first 10 or 15 minutes, I didn't know how I was going to feel because they just they like abuse the fuck out of the word fuck. You know what I mean? Like every character, every other word, they're saying the word fuck. So they're like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Hey, fuck this and fuck that. And that's a fucking bullshit fuck face. And you're like, oh, this is like they had a chance to make an animated movie that was R-rated and they and they went too far. That's what I thought the whole issue was going to be. But no, after that first 10 minutes, it calms down. And it's like a very straightforward, just dark themed animated movie from that point. I mean, they, they make some crass jokes about race because different foods that are related to different regions have different racial stereotypes attached to them. But other than that, it's like it's an animated movie <laughs> it's it's like a, a relatively well done animated movie and honestly until it gets to the part where i don't know how much of this we can spoil or needs to be spoiled um it isn't really towards the end that it becomes this super r-rated <laughs> offensive fucking fest yeah um it was not amazing by any stretch of the imagination i mean you know it was good it was entertaining it was cute i'm not in any hurry to watch it again if you want to see it, go see it. If you don't want to go see it, then don't bother. But it was it was a solid plus one. It's a it's a good movie. A solid plus one. Yeah, Great. it's a little difficult to recommend to people because you'd have to know their personality. You can't just blanket recommend it. Yeah, but. like if you like those guys' movies, then this is another one of their movies. Okay, but great idea and executed, or great idea and missed. No, nah, it neither. It didn't. I don't. I, I would have wanted it to have executed a little bit better, but it definitely didn't miss. And I think you'll hear some negative reviews on this that are based on like whatever sensitive issue is of the moment. But it really is not that for the for ninety percent of it. It's not that offensive. It's not that racist, and it's not that anything really. It's honestly just kind of a dark toned animated movie that involves a little bit of violence. Otherwise, it's like a a very overt allegory on religion. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But the last 10% of the movie is crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, solid plug. I'm actually, uh, I'm interested. I'll probably check it out at some point. And I didn't. You uh, won't have a bad time. You won't have a bad time. I didn't watch anything this week aside from Dread. Actually, that's not true. I caught, uh, I caught Rocky four. Oh God. (laughs) On TV the other day. And it was uh, perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. I clicked on it, and it was right at him arriving in Russia. And it dived. <laughs> it dove right into the training montage, and that's all I wanted. I just sat there and drank in that 80s cheese for a solid 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Lundgren's, like, plugged into, like, futuristic machines. I left it on. Stallone's out, like, lifting logs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on fire. Yeah, and then he, he climbs the mountain and he gets to the top of the mountain and he's Drago! Drago! <laughs> and then they fight and I left it on even though I shouldn't have because at the end of that it's like, what does he, what does he say? If, if you can change and I can change then maybe everybody can change. <laughs> World peace. <laughs> And it just made me think of this whole Olympic shit going on right now with, you know, Americans waving fingers at Russians for doing drugs. And then the following week, Americans are lying about getting stuck up with guns at gas stations and vandalizing shit. It's so fucking (laughs) ridiculous. Oh, Rio. 
Oh. Ooh, ah. Uh, and no one having, like, adequate living accommodations and piss-poor hey. environments existing just outside of camera views. I'm disappointed. All that all that talk about this want- awful, awful situation, and no one has died. Yeah, I was just complaining about this earlier. Yeah, I also was hoping it was going to be a bigger fucking cluster mess than it was. No, that's what I read. That that's literally what I read. It was like this ten list, ten item list of like all of the horrible things about Rio and the Olympics in general. And then the la- it was a beautiful. I mean, whoever wrote it was a genius because at the end it was like, but don't worry, it'll look really pretty on TV. <laughs> and it does because that's the truth. They're gonna make it seem like everything is fine and all of this is great, and we'll pick up our bullshit and we'll leave Brazil. In ruin. Yeah, I've watched. <laughs> and no one will think about it again. I've watched too many Vice documentaries about drug trade and and shit. And Rio is like a a port for that. A hub. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hub. Like there's a lot of crazy shit going on in in Rio. So no, no. why would My- you even do that? I like actually. I don't know if you guys have seen this show, but there's a new show on HBO called Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons, and he's a sports guy, but he talks about a bunch of different stuff like pop culture and everything. And he said that he he ran down a huge list of things that he would change about the Olympics. And I actually agree with pretty much everything that he said. And one of the things he said was that it should be three rotating cities. Just let those three cities have that infrastructure and just nail it every time. Like London, you know, some, you know, Hong Kong and uh, L.A., whatever. Right. Like just three places and just cycle between them so that it just fucking nails it. And another thing he said was the harder the event the bigger the medal. <laughs> like, 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 a, like a decathlon winner should have like Flavor Flav, huge oh, yeah, yeah. ass, like bling. Three foot diameter gold medal. Yeah, I love it. There's a bunch of them, but those are the two that stood out. No, this is a, a, a straight, a straight like quote, or maybe not quote, but like message from my father who has lived or and or worked in like 50 different countries on most continents in the world the scariest place to him on the planet brazil this is a guy who's worked in like 15 different countries in africa (laughs) yeah he's been to some scary places including like libya and lebanon and he's uh, he just goes brazil he goes i'm never going back there ever again and if he had been on Deepwater horizon yeah he would have been like smoking his pipe speed reading a book in some like basement level of the rig just shaking his head like this would never have happened if i was in charge <laughs> i'm gonna go be a hero now <laughs> yeah and then he swan dies into the ocean <laughs> <sighs> satisfying i told matthias that i would get you to say that <laughs> All right. You know where to go. TrailerPropodcast.com, SadSackStudios.com. You know the deal. Go to the mega feed on SadSack Studios. We've got tons of shit going on. Follow me at T Park Podcast. Follow Daniel at 100 Lunatics. Follow the intern, that traitorous fucking betraying bastard at the intern TPP. Seriously, private message that asshole and tell him that we are all disappointed in him. Oh, yeah. Slide right into his DMs with some negative shit. Yes, please. Uh, Matthias, do you have a Twitter handle? I do not. Okay. Uh, send your best wishes in your mind. <laughs> yeah, to both Matthias and Amanda. Amanda, why don't you have a Twitter handle? I don't get Twitter. 
A social media presence of some kind? Come now. I don't get it. Just yeah, put, she doesn't understand why you'd want to text message the world. Just put <laughs> at Amanda TPP. I don't... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> at Panda. Yeah. At the Panda Manda. At Panda Easy the Peaches. No, at Panda Manda. <laughs> Th hashtag throw, throw out VHS. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> VHS, goddammit. Hashtag, why are you throwing that shade? Hey, Daniel, you should go buy another VHS machine, like a VCR. You should buy another one because if you don't buy it now and put it into a box somewhere and just leave it there... There's a chance that you'll never be able to watch those ever again because they're going to stop manufacturing them. I think they I think I just read something that said they stopped it. Yeah, they, yeah, they no one no one really makes them anymore. Walmart is the only place that sells them anymore. And do you know where I acquired the one I have now? Where? I had my sister's mom ship it to me from Prince Edward Island. <laughs> so you'll take things from Canada but you won't give back. Yeah, that's what I do. I just take. I only have citizenship in the countries that I do so that I can bleed their resources and bring them back to America. <laughs> I think that brings us to a close tonight. Wow. Matthew, it's been a pleasure. Hey, send us an email, trailerparkpodcast at gmail.com, and also rate us really well and then shit talk us, right? That's how they do it? Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. Thank you for joining us tonight, Matthias. Anytime. Amanda, mm -hmm. good night. Mm -hmm. Peace be with you. Mm-hmm.